Hi, Kevin Horgan here. This is episode number 64 of our Culture in Coit. This one's titled The Real Enemy 20 Years Later. As the 20th anniversary of the September 11 attacks is less than a week away, we need to recall that an entire generation has no idea what life was like before then and has never known the specter of the real enemy of terror. Let's not forget that fundamentalist Islamic Jihad is the constant enemy of Western civilization in general and the United States in particular. This is still unchanged from 20 years ago. Now, what has changed is the focus of engaging that enemy. 20 years ago, the USA and close allies defeated over 75% of the threat of Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and pieces of excrement in Afghanistan before moving to a less essential military theater. Since then, our troops have been put at risk. Generals were awarded medals and lucrative board seats in retirement, and no one was held accountable unless you count courts-martial for servicemen who had an impossible task following rules of engagement that never acknowledged what winning a war, another nation's civil war, would look like. Now, what has changed is the vitriol coming from Democrat congresspersons stating that Israel is the enemy, not fundamentalist Islam, or nation states that have vowed to eradicate the existence of our only real ally in the Middle East, which is an oasis of democracy and generosity to all her neighbors, asking only one thing, please recognize her right to exist. What has changed is that our military at the top has been politicized, weirdly promoting race sensitivity training in the most diverse environment on the planet, claiming that the climate is the most important mission of our people in uniform and failing to execute a retrograde operation that is the bread and butter of armies, getting all your people out and leaving no one behind. To a lesser extent, their personal animosity to a former president has clouded their collective judgment, even if their advice to him was correct, and you know who ultimately agreed with them. Instead, we have a political hack, Mr. Biden, who has never been right about any foreign policy issue in nearly 50 years, and he sets a political standard to a potentially horrific situation, which is made worse by ineffective military planning. Yes, our generals lack both brains and balls, plain and simple. And then they pat themselves on the back. We should have been out of that region 19 years ago, and they call leaving the following list to the Taliban, and God knows who else, a tremendous success. It makes the Taliban the fifth or sixth most well-equipped army in the world, all thanks to Biden. It is reported that the Taliban has more attack helicopters than the country of Australia. Now, here's a partial list of the hardware, not to mention any of the technology. 2,000 armored vehicles, Humvees, and the like. 76,000 total vehicles from M35s, Ford Rangers, Ford F-350s, vans, pickups, armored security vehicles, etc. 45 Black Hawk helicopters, 50 Scout attack helicopters, 30 military version Cessnas, 4 C-130s, 29 Super Tucano ground attack aircraft, all kinds of heavy equipment, including bulldozers, backhoes, dump trucks, excavators, 
60,000 plus small arms, M16s, M24 sniper systems, 50 cals, M203 grenade launchers, 20 millimeter Gatling guns and ammunitions, 20,000 grenades, 16,000 night vision goggles, 10,000 air to ground rockets. And all of that was cobbled together from Forbes, TV News, and certain rifle associations. Now, what has changed is that on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the talking heads say white supremacists are the real enemy of America. While I and all rational citizens agree that those people are despicable and should be tarred and feathered, I haven't heard one iota of mass terror or even small terror coming from that corner of the darkness on any media. Not a single report of authorities saving the day from a domestic terror attack by the guys in white sheets. You can't blame those clowns for the killing fields of Chicago either. Now what has changed is that the media is complicit with canceling or mocking anyone who espouses the virtues of American culture, of individualism and protection of the most vulnerable, of supporting the Judeo-Christian traditions of Western civilization, of the government getting the hell out of everyone's lives. What has changed is that common sense and good judgment now count for nothing if you don't toe the Democrat party line, except bullying from the political class, scream that the police should be defunded, and you can't complain because your skin makes you privileged. And what has changed is that violent protests and mob writing is castigated only when they support one ideology, but not their own. So what hasn't changed? The American people are intelligent. We can accept bad news and deal with it accordingly. And we can tell when the Democrats have overplayed their weak hand and won't tolerate any more failure, especially when it involves our collective security. Let us not forget who the real enemy of our way of life is, fundamentalist, radical Islam. I pray that our generals and the political hierarchy are prepared for something civilians do not expect on the eve of this extraordinary day in our nation's history. And I pray that they get their politically ideological heads out of their collective ass before it's too late. Peace. Out.